I'm Bridget Fettersee, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the weeks of August 9th to August 22nd. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. I nailed it! Because it's not the first time we're recording this, <laughs> in case you've noticed from my papers already being crinkled, which we know you wise crafty little viewers probably already have that's because there were some technical <laughs> difficulties my fault cousin maggie's fault and so if you feel a seething rage within me it's because i'm trying not to go christian bale on maggie i <laughs> <laughs> uh, know it happens and i'm actually shocked it hasn't happened until episode 31 to be honest and of course it happened on a day in which it's 89 degrees so this one might be better, worse, or particularly uh, unhinged. Another note. We hear you, audience members. We hear that they're getting lots of ads in mid-roll ads. And we change the settings so that doesn't happen. For you. For you. And if you appreciate us for doing that because we're taking a hit so that you guys aren't annoyed, it would be annoying to me too. Just subscribe to Fetacy.com. It's $5 a month, the price of a pumpkin spice latte. Or you can also just donate. There's a PayPal link in the bio if you want to just one-time donate and show us your fan appreciation since we're taking the hits for you. Troll in chief. <laughs> Trump says 1917 pandemic ended the Second World War. In 1917, they say, right, the, the great... The great pandemic uh, certainly was a terrible thing where they lost anywhere from 50 to 100 million people. Probably ended the Second World War. All the soldiers were sick. This is why Americans love Trump, because he's as dumb as we are. I think that they really feel like he's that guy that just really represents our level of intelligence, which is the fact that probably 90% of Americans don't know when World War I or II happened. I would guess. Yeah. Maybe it's higher. It's probably like 95%. True. If you drove around America and asked them. So I guess I understand why our president doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should ask a little more of the man who's The bar the is low. <laughs> I agree. I just think it's funny because the same people who were outraged that Obama wore a tan suit because it wasn't presidential are pretty cool with our president literally not knowing any history at all. Yeah. Wow. Where are your standards, folks? Huh? What happened to those tan suit standards? <laughs> I ended up on the wrong side of Trump devotion syndrome this week when I called Trump a dumb fuck for calling for a boycott of Goodyear. Look, attack the ideas. Don't attack the company. If you have an issue with the ideas that are being espoused at some of these companies, which I agree, we've addressed this many times here on the show, are a bit totalitarian and creepy. But also, they were just saying don't wear anything political at the freaking Goodyear plant or whatever. And um, he called for a boycott. And I just don't think a president should be attacking an American company, let alone one that is based in Ohio uh -huh. during an election year or ever. <laughs> and also the same people who were outraged about Obama's tan suit would have been apoplectic, apoplectic, I said it. That's right, I said it. <laughs> if Obama had done something like this. It's true. They would have been like, ah, 
So just have some fucking consistent standards. That's all I ask. That is all I ask. If you can say, I would say the exact same thing and let Obama slide. If he said something like that, which you're a lying piece of shit, if you're saying that, then okay, fine. But most people can't apply the same standards to the people they disagree with and that they hate. And that's where you lose me. And most people who are rational and nuanced because you're all just rooting for the Yankees or the Red Sox. And it's uh, very clear that there's really no logic going into any of this. It's just, derp, 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 my team. Can someone get this guy the idiot's guide to being the president of the United States? Yep. Or running a global superpower for dummies. (sighs) We've fallen so far. Dumpster fire for president. Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris as his running mate. I wonder if Biden's VP ad was just wanted. Looking for a shameless and deeply cynical politician who has personally thrown me under the bus. (laughs) Must be a woman of color. Yep, that's what he got for sure. She's the pick if you want the Karen vote. Why? Because she's a cop? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly why, Maggie. (laughs) Yeah, and judging by how great things are going in our nation of California, I'm not sure you would want anyone who has anything to do with this state anywhere near the White House. I know. Yes, this is the person who will make it better. The person whose state is literally on fire. It should have been Tulsi. It should have been Tulsi. But they've shunned her from the Democratic Party because she is the reason that Kamala Harris's presidential bid got completely destroyed when she took her out in the debates. Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president. But I'm deeply concerned about this record. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. And they don't remember when Tulsi did this, but we remember. We remember, we here at Dumpster Fire never forget. That's our motto. Dumpster Fire never forgets. (laughs) Yeah, except for two shows ago, you were like, I will never speak Trump's name again. (laughs) We have a memory as long as the American population, which is exactly 24 hours. Better than Biden. Burned by the heat of the dumpster fire. (laughs) Burned by the heat of Sam's the dumpster fires. (laughs) Then the DNC couldn't even find 30 people who were excited about Kamala Harris, so they had to duplicate someone's live stream. This was hilarious. The DNC needs to improve their budget. There are more people in my virtual AA meeting than the DNC had on their virtual panel of people who were super happy to see Kamala. And then... Do they think that the internet isn't going to notice these things? Look, the internet might not have a very long memory, but they don't miss a trick. (laughs) (laughs) They don't miss anything. They're like, every day for the internet is like a sleuth and a mystery, and they need to figure things out and play gotcha with everybody online. And then they'll forget it immediately tomorrow, and it's a whole new day of sleuthing. But... It was like that game Memory. They were circling all the people who were the same and 
Yeah. I just don't know why they think they're going to get away with that stuff. So weird. Even if it's a last minute like budget decision, mm-hmm. why do you think that you're not going to get called out on that? And mocked. And mocked roundly. And it's going to make you look like a moron. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that whole weird thing, too, with the, you know, Ka- Kamala's speech. Kamala. 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 <laughs> Kamala. 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 <laughs> Her speech was in this cavernous convention hall with nobody behind her. There were a couple reporters socially distanced. It was just her alone in this huge room. And then they're, they turn when she's done with their speech, and then they broadcast all these people clapping and cheering, and it feels like a Black Mirror episode. We stand with our allies and stand up to our adversaries. Right now, we have a president who turns our tragedies into political weapons. At one point I was like, we are living in a Black Mirror episode. We're all locked up, we're socially distanced. This is a virtual convention, the first ever. It's crazy and weird, and it's not even that good. It's like a Black Mirror episode that's mixed with an episode of Veep that got trashed because it was poorly written and overacted particularly by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Hollywood needs to get back to work. Yeah. Sam was texting me that. She's <laughs> like, John Legend was performing. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. And Common, Common was performing. Common got Me Too two days before he was singing at the DNC, which seems weirdly appropriate. And they're like, eh, eh no one will remember. It's nope. 48 hours later. And they were right. But you know what? Dumpster fire never forgets. (laughs) We realized that the USPS was a big story this week, and we were going to talk about it, but like our president, we don't know anything. And I didn't want to try and sort through all of the different aspects from both sides trying to delegitimize our election. And unlike our president, I don't want to spread baseless conspiracy theories. So I'm going to have to do some fact checking and research on that. And I'll get back to you. Why? Because dumpster fire never forgets. (laughs) We'll never address this again. No, no. (laughs) California. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti disconnected utility services at a house in the Hollywood Hills holding large parties. California. Psychic spies from China try to steal your mind's elation. AB5, now you can't drive. There goes your next vacation. Bernie bros and insta hoes want comic fornication. Dream of comic fornication. Dream of California. We're going on the road, guys. <laughs> We're going to do mock satirical parody songs all based on Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Yet another song to add to cancel the awakening. We're going to need to get some musical rights for that one. We get flagged for that for our little jingle on YouTube. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> if only we were rich. If only we were rich, then we wouldn't have to march in our little Marxist fantasies. If only we were rich. <laughs> that's that's going to be the girl who's when she's an insta when she's thinking of joining 
the comic fornication. I just see her sitting, looking out a window on a little balcony, a fire escape. No one knows what it's like to be poor. All those stupid rich people always want more. If only we were rich. <laughs> Dream of comic fornication. I don't know who she is, but I really like this character. She's kind of the like pre AOC. Oh, okay. she's a young AOC. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. She's helping her mom clean. Uh-huh. If only we were rich. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, dear daughter. But this is all in Espanol. If you want to fight City Hall, you need to go join it. And that was when I realized I could be anything I wanted to be, except I'm kind of oppressed. anyways aside from that um maybe they really shut their power off because it was a house full of chinese spies because they were all tiktok stars (laughs) but again we don't like to float baseless conspiracy theories here on latsi xianghua here on latsi xianghua latsi xianghua we uphold the most rigid standards of fact checking and truth but seriously, what is this, China? What kind of operation, shim-sham operation are we running up here in California? Just cutting off utilities willy-nilly. Shouldn't you have to break a law before they shut off your utilities? And by the way, if there isn't a law, you should pass one. And also, even if you do break a law, I don't think shutting off your utilities in the middle of a pandemic and a heat wave is an appropriate punishment. It's not legal. It's not a legal response. Apparently, anything is legal when you're the King Garcetti and King Newsom. Well, then we have Uber and Lyft aren't actually halting operations in California yet after a court ruling. Okay. I was going to research AB5 so I could explain it to all of you, but there's this little thing called Google, and I want you all to use it and go read about AB5 and what a messed up law it is, because there's also a national one, Pro Act, that is on the ballots. And you should all inform yourself because it's a horrible law that basically makes it so that freelancers get absolutely screwed. They can't work for who they want to work for. This was a whole law that was passed so that it was supposed to attack the rideshare companies, whose model, by the way, is all based on it being a gig economy or a gig work or an independent contractor because it's flexible work. When you work for somebody as an employee, you have to show up when they tell you. And if you join a union, you've got to pay union dues. So basically, they want you to either join a union or become an employee. And it screwed over 2 million independent contractors in California. And now it's about to cost 170,000 rideshare drivers their jobs. And not to mention all the vulnerable people who have been bitching and Lorena Gonzalez is the woman who's responsible for this bill. Her mentions telling her that she's hurt them, but she doesn't care because she turns off her mentions. It hurts disabled people. It hurts single mothers who can't work normal jobs. It hurts elderly people who can't drive. So I don't really know who this is helping other than unions and um, this one assemblywoman or representative or whatever the F she is. She's a psychopath on Twitter, Lorena Gonzalez. Yeah, now Uber and Lyft are leaving California. Yeah, not and people, I think, don't understand. They're not just, like, taking their corporate operations out. They're taking everything out. You won't have Uber and Lyft in California. Oh, which is going to be fucked. Yeah. It's messed up. <sighs> and then, as wildfires sweep through California, COVID-19 impacts the state's ability to rely on inmate fire crews. 
I've been raging against this since like seven years ago when I really started reading about it and finding out about it, primarily because our dear beloved VP nominee, Kamala Harris, was taken to task for keeping prisoners longer than they should have been in jail so that she could use them to fight our fires because a quarter of our population of firefighters fighting all of the wildfires in California happen to be inmates who get paid at, it used to be $1.89, now it's, ooh, 2 to $5 an hour for their work that is horrible and deathly and they're basically paid slave wages to do this. And it's outrageous and everyone should be mad. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Here's the most egregious part of it, is that when they get out of prison... After they have fought fires and saved property and lives and fought for the state, they're not even allowed to become firemen because of their criminal record. It's so messed up. Yeah. It's so... All of these people pay such lip service to giving a shit about the most vulnerable and the, the people who are struggling and our populations that are oppressed, and they actually don't give a shit. They just use them as pawns in their game while they write all these policies that hurt them ultimately and don't listen to them when they say they're being hurt. And now because all of our prisoners are sick with COVID or being released because of COVID, all of our wildfires are burning out of control. And essentially they're saying, good luck, Napa. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so messed up. What a dumb fucking system. Oh. We have a recession in this country and in this state, like, and it's a Go state, find people who want to be firemen. It's a state prone to wildfires, and they don't have enough firefighters employed to fight these fires. Go find more fire. Yeah, because they can't afford to pay them. I can't imagine why people are fleeing California in droves to states that have no income tax and no homeless people pooping in the streets. <laughs> Houseless. Persons experiencing houselessness. Pooping in the streets. Capitalism always wins. Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts are starting pumpkin spice season earlier than ever as customers grow desperate for 2020 to end. What is this magical thinking that 2021 is going to get any better? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Who's thinking this? I mean, they must read horoscopes and that hippie shit. Starting on January 1st, man, it's like a new shift is going to happen and we're going to rise up and it's going to be the consciousness and the vibration of the whole planet's going to raise. No! <laughs> no! It can always get worse. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. In case you hadn't noticed, that's the trajectory we've been on for four to five years now. At the end of that article, too, you were like, this is the most classic line ever. Duncan and Starbucks seem happy to give the, these eager customers what they want. A single positive thing to look forward to amid a pandemic and global recession. I mean, I just it's the most capitalism win always wins line ever. We realize that you are experiencing hardship this year. Perhaps you've been locked in your house on mandatory government lockdowns and haven't seen or hugged another human in 90 days. Or perhaps you've lost a member or members of your family to COVID, as well as perhaps your job and quite possibly your sanity. But we here at Duncan and Starbucks, we care about you. And because we care... We want to let you know we're releasing the Pumpkin Spice Latte in August instead of September. We want you to feel like there's a sense of normalcy in your life, like things are going to be okay. And nothing says fall and sweaters like raging fires in the West 
and a pumpkin spice latte. This has just been the hardest year ever, but this pumpkin spice latte makes it all better. Last year was racist. Uh-huh. And now it's like some sign that everything's on the way up. I just need to feel like like there's some hope for for me to get back to normal. Like I want to be out posting like on Instagram with my friends. I want to be in front of famous places like the Eiffel Tower again. (laughs) How am I going to influence anything from my home? And you know what will make me feel normal is the pumpkin spice latte. That will make all of this better. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually really disturbing. (laughs) Thank you. That's my impression of every Instagram influencer behind, you know, like when they have their breakdowns. <laughs> but if you really want it to feel like fall, you should wear a fetish beanie with your pumpkin spice latte. Speaking of capitalism always winning, <laughs> might I suggest buying a capitalism always wins mug at BridgetFetacy.com? That's right. We have capitalism always wins mugs. You're not woke, you're annoying mugs. And somebody kill that f***ing dog. <laughs> Up next, in Get Wrecked, China. China had a massive pool party in Wuhan. It's funny. My mom always used to say when I was in high school, she said, your generation acts like a species that knows it's about to go extinct. And I'm starting to think my mom was actually onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Get Wrecked, China. You hear me? Here on Latsi Sanghua, we do not appreciate your flagrant displays of crowds at ground zero upon from whence you unleashed your plague upon the world. Take your Wuhan bat back to the lab and get out of the public pool. Are you crazy? That is just like a giant fuck you to the world. It really, really And we're all like wearing masks and locked inside, crying about pumpkin spice lattes. Get wrecked, China. In dumpster diving. What's next? In the dumpster. Cardi B and Megan the Stallion break the internet. Speaking of a generation that acts like it's about to go extinct, Cardi B is why I'm in favor of it. I said certified free, seven days a week. Only Cardi B could make the bygone era of class and dignity that was Jersey Shore seem like the halcyon days of Jersey Shore when we all had our innocence. And Snooky was as low as I thought that this culture could go. Oh, Snooky, how wrong I was. I'm not trashy, unless I drink too much. My boobs are so tight, I can't breathe. Little innocent Bridget, I miss her too, thinking that there was a bottom to this. Thinking naively that it couldn't get worse. I got a beard when I'm trying to wet it. I live, mm, now he diabetic. So now I understand. I understand those people who think it's going to get better. But I'm here to tell you, as an old lady on YouTube, it's going to get worse. (laughs) All the people listening who are like under 30 are like, who the fuck is Snooki? (laughs) Those innocent little Jersey Shore rascals. They seem so cute now. (laughs) Now we got WAP. We got tits. 
We got snakes and chicks making out. And it's all available on this lovely platform. As a person who has unapologetically and unabashedly shown my boobs online, I feel it is my duty to say this. This is a bridge too far. <laughs> wop, 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 that's some wet and gushy. I found the line, and it's right here. This is the line. We've gone too far. Our culture is decadent. What is this? This is not music. It took five people to write that song. <laughs> five. This is an embarrassment. You know who else we owe an apology to? Janet Jackson. All of us. She was sacrificed on the altar of Free the Nipple 16 years ago. And it cost her her career. She never really recovered. No. She was shunned. I think she got fined. And now, Tits Hanging Out will get you an interview with the presidential nominee. Oh, snap. How you doing? Hi, buddy. How are you? How are you? It'll also get you an audience with the president. Kim Kardashian West. Um, it really is such an honor to be here. That's Although. Kind of par for the course. Yeah, that's not that original, <laughs> I guess. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Tits hanging out always got you into the White House. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't come with the same reverence. Now I feel like tits hanging out, it gets you... It's T respected. Taken seriously? Suddenly, Somehow. tits hanging out is taken seriously. Where are the accolades, huh? It's conservative trolling, I think. They were just trolling all the social conservatives. Uh -huh. They knew that everybody would clutch their pearls and act all outrage, and then they'd get upset, and they would be like, this is a death of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's time. Fire is burning upon the world. And, and honestly, there's some truth in that. <laughs> ben Shapiro did like a 10-minute sketch on it, mm -hmm. and it was hilarious. But they pulled a minute and a half of it and made it seem like he was taking it really seriously. And he was reading it at his nerdy white boy. And it was actually comedy genius if you listen to the whole 10 minutes. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. He was trending for two days straight. And I kind of bet Cardi B loved it, listening to him listen. And uh -huh. then there was remixes of him reading it. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. I love the internet. The internet is glorious because the internet never forgets. <laughs> and neither does dumpster fire. But we also don't remember anything for more than a day. It's confusing, I know. Speaking of inappropriately sexualizing things, touch my bells and buttons. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. Happy birthday to... <laughs> You. God. <laughs> wow. Is that for me? Because it was just my birthday? Thanks, yes, Bridget. Maggie. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was for Maggie. Speaking of also inappropriately sexualizing <laughs> things, <laughs> let's move on to what is happening. Netflix apologizes for inappropriate cuties poster that was criticized for sexualizing children. Because it was sexualizing children. Uh -huh. And look, I deep dove on this. And it turns out that it's a movie about sexualizing children. Except in an effort to promote such movie, Netflix decided to sexualize, hypersexualize the children. And then when everybody got outraged at the poster, the other side was like, well, that's what it's not actually about. What, do you not take a moment to do any research? Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> These are the people 
in the world, everyone, who just reads the headline and then comments on it. Nobody reads the articles. Come on. I love how people apply that mentality when it's their side that wants some nuance. They're like, oh, what, you didn't read the article and look into the details about this? No. (laughs) No, no one's doing that. And it was funny, too, because I was reading about how Trump apparently was asked about QAnon. And he said, I don't know who they are, but I know they like me. <laughs> uh, the QAnon movement has been, appears to be gaining a lot of followers. Can you talk about what you think about that and what you have to say to people who are following this movement right now? Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much. And QAnon, I still don't really know who they are. I do know that one of their kind of beliefs is that there's a whole cabal of pedophiles running the world in the deep state. And I was like, that's some bullshit, nonsense, conspiracy theory stuff. And then I saw the poster for Cuties and I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe they're onto something. And moving on to a new category we have this week, everything is racist. Here's a list of what's been newly declared racist this week. Veganism. People who can't say Kamala Harris's name correctly. Alien and the Predator. And the stigma against fat people. (laughs) Excuse me, Maggie. It's the fats. (laughs) Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. The stigma against the fats. All racist. We like to keep you abreast of what's racist so that you can stay out of being called racist. But you're still going to be called racist. We're just going to give you a list now. All right. And then in Beyond Parody, Clayton Bigsby is real. We're looking for Clayton Bigsby. Look no further, fella. You found me. How could this have happened? A black white supremacist. My whole family's white. Went to all white school, grew up in all white neighborhood. My grandfather was white, and he was the main one that fought in this war here. Dave Chappelle is a prophet. Yeah. Decades ago, he saw this. Of course, because when you live in a fantasy, when reality is parody, Clayton Bigsby has to be a real person. Somebody on Twitter said, who had Clayton Bigsby as real on their 2020 bingo card? (laughs) Everything that's satirical is going to come true. If you want to educate yourself about the future, start reading past articles of The Onion and watching old satire, and you will know what's going to happen in the future, because that's where we're at. And finally, in Breaking Bridget. Man who did nothing for two hours gets three million views on YouTube. This was the thing that broke me this week. And I did a whole rant about how I have learned Mandarin. I've written a musical, composed a musical, actually. I have made jokes, showed cleavage. I've sweat in an outside undisclosed location in heats that are not healthy for dogs or humans. (laughs) For you, for you people, YouTube. And what do you do? You reward a guy blinking in a room for two hours. And then what happens? We don't have the sound on the second, (laughs) on the first one. And we have to record again, again, because we're perfectionists and we don't want to have bad sound. And so I had to dig deep into my soul and dance like a monkey again. After I said I would not dance for peanuts anymore. So yes, yes, this broke me this week. It broke me once and then it broke me again. When God cruelly laughed in my face and made me dance like a little monkey and sing again. 
Not just once, but thrice. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Twice. It feels like thrice. Well, I have some news for you. Dumpster fire is getting a revamp. It's just going to be blinking, Bridget, from now on. Just me sitting. It's going to be a meditation. Dumpster fire is a meditation app now. Someone get blinking Bridget her pumpkin spice latte. Honestly. (laughs) We appreciate the people who do watch. We don't appreciate the 2,980,000 of you who watch that blinking guy and not us. Finally, we have some wonderful clips from the Internet is Glorious. Next step is to fold in the cheese. What does fold in the cheese mean? He folds it in. Do you fold it in half like a piece of paper and drop it in the pot, or what do you do? You just... That's what you do. You just fold it in. Walks with this silly one. Wink. Emoji. Parentheses. We only had the masks off for the photograph, and then we put them... Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, Your racial, racial identity, identity is the most important thing. thing. Everything, everything should be looked at through the lens of race. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Yeah, you effing with some wet-ass P-word. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-word. And hopefully that can cleanse your palate from this traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> In fantasy news... Uh, the past two weeks, we had some amazing guests on Walk-In's Welcome. The podcast is the innocent and intellectual side of our personas over here at Fetacy. We had Allie Beth Stuckey, a social conservative, and then we had Buck Angel, a trans man. So a wide, diverse group of individuals and awesome, fascinating conversations. So check that out. Walk-In's Welcome. Also subscribe. Like, subscribe, comment. We love your comments and touch my bells and buttons. Thank you and tell your friends about us. That's the most important thing you can do, really, is tell one person about us. Other than that, I'd like to thank ZenPro Audio for the juicy, juicy mic. I'd like to thank Better Fetacy for the research, as well as all of you who are sending us suggestions. Please send us tips, suggestions, and lovely emails to weeklydumpsterfire at gmail.com. You can get merch at bridgetfetacy.com. We do have more coming. I also would love for you to subscribe to our community at fetacy.com. It's a great group of people. It's a digital oasis from all of the noise right now. We have workouts for the women on there. Everybody's super supportive and creative, and it's it's just awesome. Here's an even better reason to subscribe. You get the fully unedited version of this show where you get to see two seconds ago when I wiped sweat off my mustache, but you don't get to see that on this version. And you'll get to subscribe and see it on a Sunday instead of having to wait till Monday for the edited on YouTube. So do that. And also, thank you, Sammy Flaps and Folds. Thank, thank you. you, Cousin Maggie. I don't deserve thanks. You deserve them. It's amazing that we haven't had this since we are all professionals. We rallied. We did it. We did it. Thank you to the doggies. Thank you to the community, to our subscribers. We love you. This has been your Dumpster Fire for the weeks of August 9th to August 22nd. I'm Bridget (laughs) Fennessy.
<laughs> now make me rich. 